Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, fellow gamers and astronauts. Welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast, where we cover all things gaming. We are so ecstatic to record this episode. We finally get to talk about Starfield, probably the most anticipated game since Cyberpunk 2077. I am your host, Paul, and joining me are my two gamers in crime. First up, you can find him scrambling to hide all his contraband before his ship is done being scanned. It's Josh. Ask me how many times I've tried to smuggle contraband past, <laughs> <laughs> past the patrols. Oh, uh, it's, it's a few. Yeah, I can't wait until we get to talk about it. I want to know uh, if 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 you guys have been arrested. What's happened with contraband? <laughs> I, I think we're gonna have some fun stories. Have I been arrested? <laughs> <laughs> and then joining Josh and me, uh, for some reason, he's always walking crouched in stealth behind his favorite companion, Sarah Morgan. <laughs> It's Ryan. <laughs> Paul Paul said he was going to say a good one before we started recording. Yeah. And that was right on brand. That oh. was Oh gosh. That got me, man. That got me good. <laughs> my my wife's name is Sarah, just so everybody knows, you know. So if she hears you saying Sarah in in your dreams, you don't have to worry. That's all it is. <laughs> That's what I'm I hearing. I swear, honey. I love you. Okay. All right, you can find us on socials everywhere at Video Gamers Pod, and you can also see support options with awesome perks like bonus episodes through Patreon. You can check it out at MultiplayerSquad.com. All right, guys, numerous delays. All these years later, we've been (laughs) waiting for new IP from Bethesda for 25 years. We finally have it in early access. It is going to schedule for a full release tomorrow. How excited were you guys to finally get to launch Starfield? So you remember how I kept saying that my hype level was kind of mid for Starfield after like Remnant 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 and all that. And I was kind of like, guys, I want to be more hyped. Dude, when it came time to actually play, like I was (laughs) clicking the icon, man. I started geeking like big time, man, because it was just like, it's finally happening. Like we... I remember taking off of work last year when it was supposed to be, what was it, 11, 11, 22 <laughs> yeah. or something? November. Right? Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. I, re- I asked for that day off and then they're like, okay, well, we're delaying it. And I'm like, dang it. And then they're like, a full year. And then I was like, ooh, that's probably a good idea if they really bumped it back that far. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I got really, really excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you got to delay it for a year, it was definitely a good decision. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, there are a couple things that probably could have been delayed further, but there is just so much to talk about. So basically, we're, we're primarily going to talk about our initial impressions. This is a game that is incredibly large. I think anyone who has played this even for a few minutes realizes how massive of a game this is. We're going to get down into the deep and dirty specifics throughout the episode, but let's just get this out of the way now from the outset. Are you guys going to give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? And what's your like 10 second review of the game? Ooh, Ryan's giving it the thumbs up. So hit us with that. <laughs> Wait, is that that's too wiggly thumbs up? That was that's to show how many times I'm going to up it. Oh, I got you. <laughs> well, Ryan, what's, your, what's your 10 second review, Ryan? 10 second review is this is so far pretty much everything I wanted it to be. Fallout in space lot more to dive into but i am having an absolute blast it's kind of like taking off uh you know the vr headset like i'm just getting out of the world when i when i played (laughs) for a long series so it's it's awesome and we'll we'll get into it more you gotta readjust to real life when you you close the game (laughs) dude (laughs) what about you josh um i am giving this a thumbs up for sure my 10 second review. Oh man, there's no way this is going to be more. I'm not good at Nine, like not talking a lot, guys. Eight, I know. Seven, um, six. Started off slow. Uh, got really, really good uh, after the initial like two hours. I would say that for me, 
the biggest thing is realizing that there's no other game out that is like this game. And like, honestly, that's the difference. And I think it took a little getting used to for me was just remembering that this is a completely unique experience, way different than anything else out there. Yeah, I totally give it a thumbs up. I have been having so much fun playing Starfield. I mean, I love space games. I know you guys do. We all love RPGs. We all love Bethesda. I mean, this is right in our wheelhouse, absolutely for sure. My like 10-second review, it's kind of funny, Josh. It's almost the opposite of what you said. I said that I think it's a really exciting space adventure that just really borrows from all the other best games. I'm I'm going to stop short from saying that they pickpocketed no Man's Sky and Mass Effect and the movie Contact, but almost everything that I've done in Starfield reminds me of something else, but it's like they grabbed the best parts of 10 different games, mashed them together, and it's just an absolute blast. I, I don't know that I would call this game like wholly original in that sense, but man, it's been just, I, I, I'm just so excited to be able to play it. and It's been so much fun. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the setup of the story. That way, if there's anyone out there that doesn't really know what this game is about, or maybe they've only seen a little bit of gameplay. Josh, do you want to kind of set up the story for our listeners? Yeah, I was actually really curious about this uh, when when I started playing. Like, we know we're in for this grand adventure, but how does it all begin? Well, it basically begins as you as a miner. You're doing a mining job. You're walking through caves with your boss. She's kind of explaining things to you. And they want you to go get this artifact that they found. And obviously, that's what they've been looking for. So you're like, okay, well, I'm the new guy. I'll go grab the artifact. And that kind of triggers a series of events. You then wind up under attack because pirates want to come steal the, the artifact. And then some people fly in. They're helping you out. And then that's how you meet this group called Constellation. And they've talked about this in the trailers and things like that. But Constellation is basically this group that wants to research the artifact. And they say, hey, you helped get it and something happened and we want to know more. So come with us. And you say, okay. And that's really how the story begins. I mean, you go back to this big city. So it's within like the first hour or so of the game. You're in New Atlantis. And, you know, there you are. And you're talking to Constellation. They're kind of explaining go forth into the galaxy. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'll hunt artifacts. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So Ryan, you and I are big story people. We both said we're not crazy about games like Bloodborne because we need that carrot to keep us in the action. Do you find the story of Starfield compelling enough to keep you involved in the action? I definitely do, especially uh, with how many Bethesda games I've played. I kind of know how it builds, how the story kind of uh, develops and, and how these, you know, it may not be super enticing in the very, very beginning or these certain parts of it, but with everything combined, it makes a really, really great story. So as we played the game, I mean, I got 29 hours so far since, um, you know, Thursday, <laughs> you know, a few days. <laughs> so we, we, we cracked out pretty hard and we got some hours in. And so obviously we liked it and we enjoyed it, but I, I'm, you know, just like you, big story guy. I've been enticed by it. I've been drawn to it. And I've been honing mainly on the main story, you know, most of the time so far. Yeah, I, I've been I've, I've tried to do roughly 50 50, like half of it has been the main quest yeah. line. And if I start on a side quest that seems interesting, I'll stick with it and see it all the way through. I don't like starting quest lines and leaving them hanging. Um, I think for me, I, I have really enjoyed the story. I think it's very similar to the movie Contact, where there are these artifacts that have been left around, and when you put the artifacts next to each other, they start to form something, but we don't know what it is initially. And so there's this big mystery of who left these artifacts, why do they have this power, what are we actually building when this all goes together, is this going to be some kind of portal, is this going to be some kind of new technology, and that's kind of what's driving you to keep going in the world. Um, have you been into the story side as well, Josh, or do you find that to be a little slower? I, here's the thing. The story to me is a hundred stories that just kind of crisscross and intermingle. Like I know <laughs> yeah. that there's the main campaign and I, that's what I focused on initially. And then I went, okay, I kind of have my, 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 my feet under me. Let me start looking at some of these side quests and dude, the stories in the side quests in this game 
like rival the main the main campaign. Now you can say that's good or bad. Does it mean the main campaign doesn't stand out? I mean, I'm almost 30 hours in at this point. So it's like, you know, you decide whether that's good or bad. I think it's good because all of these freaking things that I come across and you come across a lot of them. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I probably should help that farmer in need. Let me let me go help yeah. that guy. And then I help him for two hours. And then it's like, oh, this ship's in trouble and they need my help. Okay, let me go do that. And then that takes me on some crazy quest line for the next two hours. And there's stories for all of them. So like for me, yes, they keep me engaged. They keep me going. Uh, you know, I don't know how they compare to the main campaign because I haven't beaten the main campaign yet. So I have a feeling like I'm in for a big twist or something there. I just haven't gotten to that point yet. I actually thought it was really funny because I messaged you guys and said, oh, my goodness, there is so much side content, let alone exploration and main campaign. I said, I bet we've all played totally different stuff. Yeah. It turned out, Josh, you and I went all the way down that farmer quest line where you just you enter one system and right off the bat, there's like a distress call. Next thing I know, I'm 15 missions deep with yes. helping this farmer's defense <laughs> alliance. And you said you went down the same path. I, I couldn't believe it because this game hits you with probably a side mission every three minutes that you're running around major cities. You just stand around and hear a conversation. Uh, some woman wants you to go get her a coffee because she's tired. Like that's literally one of the side missions or some guy gets arrested in the city of neon and you're going to go visit him in prison. And the fact that we kind of each ended up doing that full quest line was just so funny. Uh, I've also been running missions for the Rangers. I just finished that today. That ended up being several missions long, but I think for like the first 30 hours you play, everyone's going to experience a lot of really different content, which I think is a really good thing. It, well, there's, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say there's, there's so many different kind of avenues to take. Like you said, doesn't matter what city you're walking in as you're walking, those text icons pop up and you overhear a conversation. And if you like, huh, what you turn, <laughs> stop, listen. And then they start asking you, Hey, can you help us? Can you help us? And, and that happens everywhere. Every, freaking 15 feet somebody else is like there's a whole nother section that can take you off on a different path and that's what was so cool and and it's hard because i know myself i'm add as well um so i i would i would just bounce between all these different like side missions but you 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 can't you can't do it without you know finishing one so you got to kind of stay on a path <laughs> to knock one out but it's it's hard to do because everywhere you go there's somebody else like hey hey what's going on over here you know can you help me and so yeah it was just there was there's so much there's if you have nothing going on and you have a lot of time in your life play this game <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> you can you can put every second of every day into this game for months yeah and you you won't run out of content there's yep. that much stuff to do in this game all right so let's talk a little bit about character creation so i know none of us really care all that much about what our characters look like i'm a little bit more uh concerned about like choosing your background and choosing your traits so there are 21 backgrounds to choose from and ultimately, what it really matters is that each different background will give you three uh, three skill points in tier one on your skill tree. So, for example, I picked up the industrialist background that gave me points into persuasion because I love being able to talk my way in or out of things, a point into security, which gives you lock picking and one into research methods to let you complete projects quicker. That's what I chose. Um, the one thing I will say was a little bit disappointing is that it doesn't come into play very often. I think I've only seen two prompts where I could have dialogue specific to my industrial background. Um, but I was curious to hear your guys' thoughts. What were the backgrounds that you picked and, and how do you feel about it? <laughs> Ryan's just shaking his head. Yeah, I'm shaking my head. I don't, I don't know because Paul says it doesn't really come into effect. I, because I hate these things because there's so many choices and I'm so indecisive that I can't figure out exactly what I want to do. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go on the Google machine. Let's see here. <laughs> what should I do on Starfield? What's the best background? Yeah. What's the best backgrounds to do? <laughs> I don't remember the other ones, but one of them, uh, I think one, one I did was Empath, which helped me a lot of, with negotiations and other things like that. But the other one was the Hero Worship. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so they're like, oh, you'll get a you'll get a guy that'll 
meet you up. He'll give you things, and uh, you'll he'll be a character that'll follow you around. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll get a guy right off the bat. He'll help me on these missions right away. By the time I met this guy, and he's supposed to be a super fan, by the time I met this guy, I already had two or three characters with me, you know, following me around. And then I met this guy, and I'm like, all right, hop on board. You can come with us, too. He is the most annoying guy I, I ever. <laughs> he's got a faux hawk, and he's like, you're the greatest. Can I follow one meter or two meters behind you? Like, if yeah. I ask him to come out. And then, like, when I go out with him, he gives me the same crap that everybody else does. They're like, here's a piece of iron. Here's a piece of argon. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, so it's nothing, not worth it. It's not worth it. It's nothing special. And now it's you're nothing, encumbered. Now, yeah, now I'm <laughs> yeah. encumbered. Oh, and goodness. I got this guy that, yeah, that's my super fan. And all I do every time I leave him in the ship. And every time I walk back in the ship, he's like, oh, man, you're so amazing. And he just praises me as I walk in. It's it's horrible. I made the wrong decision. People, if you can avoid it, trust me, do not pick that skill. So That's just funny. to clarify, yeah. <laughs> there are backgrounds and there are traits. That is a trait to have hero yes. worship and empath. The background is where I wish it was just baked a little bit more into the story, where someone would make a comment about running their business and then my character should be able to have something to say about that and that's where they don't do it a whole lot i will say the traits are way more interesting than the backgrounds one of the traits that i picked was alien dna did either of you guys pick that one up by chance no i got really scared off by the health packs not working very well (laughs) so here's here's the thing when you pick alien DNA, it says that you consented to some scientific experimentation and now you have more health and you also have more oxygen, which lets you run yes. longer. But the downside is that health packs and food do not heal you as much. So guess who's always hurting for med packs, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I am constantly on the search for healing and I just eat all food I find at all times uh any traits you pick josh that are kind of funny um background wise i went the cyber runner which gives you stealth um the ability to pick locks because i absolutely have to know what's behind that door and then pickpocketing so theft so i went basically like your thief route for that i oddly enough did not take any of the traits um i got a little scared off by all the negative aspects on them and i was just like I don't think I want to have to deal with any of this stuff, man. I just want to be in space, you know? And so I like, I just said, Hey, you know what? I I don't like any of these traits. I'm not going to go with them. Um, So yeah, I just kind of went the the bland route there. I did also pick the kid stuff trait because I remembered hearing about this. And I remember the one thing I heard is that they will take your character's look and it will generate your mom and your dad to try to make them look like you. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And the funny thing is that it just says with kid trait or kid stuff, you can go visit your parents, but you do also have to send them money every yeah, they week take 2%, or every month. 2% of your <laughs> yeah. income. <laughs> yeah. So I was so excited when I got the option to go visit my parents. And I don't know if this is going to change down the road. They have mailed me a few gifts in the mail and they've sent me a couple notes. But it was so disappointing. Like I, I go to visit my parents and they're just like, Oh, honey, you visited us. Uh, your dad just retired and, and your mom thinks you're really special. And then that's it. There's nothing else to do. You pick up your old backpack, which you can wear and it increases your carry capacity. And that's like all it offered. So I'm not sure kids stuff's really all that worth it, but maybe I'll get some good gifts down the road. Yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't take any of these things after hearing you guys tell me how terrible they both are. <laughs> nice. Well, I don't even know which one's which, apparently. <laughs> yeah, backgrounds. Ryan, Ryan just wanted to tell everybody that he had a fan. That's all he wanted. It's <laughs> yeah. like, guys, somebody loves me and they follow me around everywhere. I played 30 hours of this game in two days. So come on, give me a break. <laughs> It's all good. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to take our short first break, and then we're going to come back and talk about combat and gameplay. Okay, guys, meat and potatoes time. Let's start talking about gameplay. And there's so much stuff we could break down here, but let's start off with combat. I want to hear a little bit. How are you guys approaching combat? How are you playing this game? Bang, bang, baby. 
Boom. Don't don't tick me <laughs> off because you're gonna take two to the face. <laughs> so despite taking stealth, are you just going in guns blazing or are you playing any kind of stealth? I am not playing any stealth because every time I try to stealth, people see me right away and I go, Well, this is pointless. <laughs> yeah. So I just yeah, man, I I like shooting people in this game. Um I I will say like the combat is not anything incredible. But for what we're used to for like a Bethesda game, especially the Fallout games, I always abhorred the shooting in Fallout. This is very serviceable. Like it's not going to feel crazy good like some games would, but it's serviceable in the sense that it's like the guns feel different. I have different weapons that I gravitate towards. I can go in guns blazing if I want. I have to kind of duck between cover because I'm getting shot from eight different guys. Like it's it's decent. And it's decent enough that I don't mind it or find it distracting in any way. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I was going to say, I think out of the Bethesda games, for me, it's the best uh, combat uh, you know, activity that they have. I, I love the different... I wish, I wish there wasn't so many different types of ammo. I, there's <laughs> no like kidding. 800 <laughs> types of ammo which is ridiculous because i can't tell you how many times all my st- i go and i buy ammo thinking it's for my gun and then i realize it wasn't for this gun it was for another gun because they have 7.62 and 7.77 and 6.5 and they have a million different types of ammunition which i get there's a lot of different types of guns but you know it's a video game come on streamline it for us guys make it a little bit oh. easier there are 19 ammo types, which is far too many. See? There you go. And one time I got so mad because I had two shotguns <laughs> and the one that I had out had 350 rounds. Like I had so much ammo. So I go and I sell that shotgun and I go to equip the other different ammo type, zero <laughs> ammo. And I'm like, dude, this is so frustrating. I carried around. I found this amazing gun. It was like a Desert Eagle pistol. It was like so much more damage. I did not find any ammo for it until I'd say like six hours later into the game. I just oh, yeah. kept carrying it with that me. That's the everywhere. old forty-five Ultra Mag. That's super <laughs> That's rare. You know how many ammo have yeah. numbers in front of them in this game? <laughs> they all do. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's I, I was definitely worried. I thought that the gunplay was going to be poor. My fear is that it was going to be Fallout with no vats. And yeah, thankfully it is not that. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's it's not great, but it's highly serviceable. They don't even explain to you that you can peek out from cover. Like, I just kind of discovered that on my own. There, That's another big thing about this game is that they explain probably 5% of the things you can do in this game. This is kind of the epitome where you find out you can do something after playing 200 hours, and you can't believe that you never learned you can do something in <laughs> wait, this game. Wait, so, Paul, wait. wait. Yeah. You can peek out from cover. Wait, you yeah. can peek, out, you from peek cover. out from cover. What Thank the you. heck? That's what I was yeah. saying. I know. You know what I was always doing? But thirty first, hours in, Paul. Thirty hours. Yeah. Were you guys doing the strafe? Yes, yeah, that's hundred percent what I was doing. Pop out and back in. That's what I was doing at first. What's funny is if you walk out with your gun when you get close to cover, you'll see him tilt his gun in, and then if you right click to ADS, he'll lean. Uh, out from cover and then you can oh fire my goodness and this is all <laughs> stuff they do not teach you i am trying this tonight <laughs> what a time to be alive all right <laughs> let's go baby <laughs> that should help a little bit with your combat and staying yeah. alive a little longer oh i will say there there are some really cool effects on the guns too like i remember the first time i got a legendary gun it said that if i shot people it would lower their morale and I pulled out that gun and I shot a, a, uh, a female pirate and she just started freaking out and she started screaming, there's just so much blood everywhere. And then like, I just kept shooting her and then she was like stunned for like two seconds and then came back to her senses and started fighting again. So I was like, oh, that's so funny that like, that's actually a debuff that my gun can apply. Yeah, I love that. That is my favorite part about the combat is the fact that it's almost Borderlands-like in the sense that you get all these weapons that have all these different variables on them. And I love that part because it's like you're always excited when that next like colored weapon drops, you know, and it's like, oh, there's a new blue one. Maybe it sucks. Maybe it doesn't. But yeah, I mean, poison or, you know, different elemental effects, demoralizing. uh, I I mean, there's I feel like there's 50 different modifiers for guns so far. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's a yeah, lot. they have the, the they have the electric one where um gosh i forget what the name is though but when you shoot every every so often it'll give oh it's tesla it's a, a the tesla uh yeah. modifier or whatever okay so anyone who gets this please be careful around your companions <laughs> because they will get very very pissed at you if you shoot the enemies and then they get electrocuted and they will leave you which is another cool little wrinkle in the game is I had I had Sarah at one point, you know, and also save often so you can reload. I had her. Yes. She was so mad at me and she's like, I need to speak with you. And on the top right corner, it's like <laughs> Sarah just like that. Sarah's leaving your companionship. Sarah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no. And I wasn't even I wasn't even messing with her. And, then, and it was done. And I went and talked. She's like, what do you think you're doing? I thought I could fix it. And then at the end of it, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to reload. I'm like, screw you. I'm on Sarah's side here because if I kept getting yeah. shot with electricity, I would leave too. Yeah, I don't want to get electrocuted. <laughs> I was shooting the enemies and it just kind of like jumped over, man. It's electricity. I I got no control. Well, there you go. Be careful with that chain lightning. <laughs> uh, this game also has like this huge element of exploration. You can pretty much go and explore anywhere you want. Ryan, I know that you mentioned that you spent like three hours just running around on the moon. Uh, do you want to speak to what elements of exploration you like in this game? Um, well, as long as you don't try to use the map to explore, then uh, you should be able to find a lot. <laughs> um, you mean the map's at, not terribly helpful in this game? Oh, no. Yeah, no. It's it's so great, man. I love just looking at blue dots. What map? There's no map in this game. You know, yeah, exactly. Hold on. Hold on. We're getting off on a tangent. We'll we'll go back to that later. So, so exploration. Um, there's so much in this Every world, not just this world, every world, every moon, every lunar surface, every, you know, just area where you're, you're even just flying your ship around. Um, you can explore and see so much. It, it's, it's, I, it's hard to describe, honestly. Like I, I, w I hopped to the moon. There was a little section of the, of the story in the beginning where they talk about, oh, you know, the old moon and, and earth when, you know, what happened to earth and why it's not, you know populated anymore whatnot so i was like oh i'll go check out the moon and then i look and i see an abandoned facility and then i see another one over here and and i'm just wandering these this desolate wasteland of the moon but i'm going to all these facilities i'm gathering materials i'm gathering ammunition i'm gathering firearms but i'm fighting at the same time it's there's there's so much in every area that it's it's kind of hard to comprehend because there's little intricacies within every facility as well they'll have notes on lockers they'll have the one of the one of the stations i got into there was a note on front of a locker and it said taco tuesday night or something like that potato yes. tacos and i opened the locker and there was potatoes and there was non bread <laughs> and i was like well i'm snatching those guess i'm not having tacos tomorrow oh you, you know it's so, taco tuesday exactly and there's there's just so many little things like that where if you stop and you read the bulletin board or the message board or just i i don't know even how to describe it just like skyrim or fallout or any of these games the exploration there's so many more hours if you just take the time to look and smell the roses than you could ever dream of yeah the exploration in this game is where i think i'm having like the most fun in that regard because i i was talking to you guys before we hit record but it's like i just get so sidetracked from exploring and finding some crazy mission out in the middle of nowhere starting that mission which then goes to another mission and then getting sidetracked on that one and before you know it i'm i'm you know eight missions deep into this quest line or something like that, that I had no idea I was even about to come across. And for me, that exploration that leads to that stuff is I mean, it's, it's really just fantastic, man. Um, it can be a little distracting. Like I'm going to have to force myself to go back to the main story, but I love landing on some random planet. And I'm sure this stuff is procedurally generated or pulls from a list. But anytime you land on a planet, there's usually two major points of interest that you can see off in the distance. And it's like, here's an abandoned facility and a monster cave. And it's like, you know, plus the main reason I'm, I'm at the planet in the first place. So I have checked out a couple of those like just little side areas. Um, you know, there's always something there, usually a chest at the end where you get a good piece of gear. So it feels rewarding to actually go and do that stuff too. But yeah, I love the exploration in this game. 
Yeah, I believe the way they did it is they handcrafted a whole bunch of those facilities, but then anytime you land, it'll procedurally grab a couple. So I don't know how many iterations there are of those. I'm sure eventually you would start to recognize repeats. Yeah. But as far as I can tell up to this point, I certainly have not experienced any repetition yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about lock picking, because Josh, you and I say we have to be able to pick every lock. I don't know if Ryan's engaged in any locks. Every in the box. I gotta Uh, know, man. I know, like knowing that there's loot right there that I just can't touch drives me crazy. So I always have to be able to do it. Every game like this has its own lock picking system. Sometimes it's kind of goofy where. You know, you just angle your lockpick and then you try to turn it. And then if you try it too many times, it'll break the lockpick. In this game, you use Digipicks and it's like a mini game puzzle that you have to play. How would you guys describe the lockpicking puzzle? And do you think it's fun or do you find it to be a nuisance? I think it's fun, man. Honestly, it's a little mini puzzle. It makes you, it's visually, you have to see. So the way that it works, this is going to be hard to describe, but the way that it, it is works is there's describe. two circles, <laughs> but there's little segments of, of those circles that are missing. And on the side of the screen, you have these like small circle images and they have like little blocks in different positions on the outer part of that circle. So basically what you're trying to do is like plug the holes in the circle that is the lock itself using these digi picks that have the plugs for the holes, but they they have to line up. And sometimes you may have three on one and then two on another. And so you spin them around until they line up, but you have another layer that you have to worry about. And that's where the puzzle part comes in. Cause it's like, uh, you know, a key might fit on the outer ring, but if you put it there now, it, nothing else will line up. So you actually have to kind of visually like think, okay, this one goes here, this one goes there. Um, and then let me think about the inner ring now. Okay, if I turn this one and it goes there, then this one is the last piece. And then you just kind of click them all and, and be done with it. But I like it. I think it's a fun mini game. Um, it makes you think every time. Um, some of them are harder because then they start throwing in fake, uh, like fake, like, like blah. I don't what the, what the heck are we calling these things, man? <laughs> Did you pick? like like the teeth? Yeah, teeth on the ring. Yeah. It's very hard to describe. I think one of the things. Oh, and by the way, you also start getting third rings and more as you get more yeah. advanced locks. But one of the coolest things about it is you first unlock lock picking just by spending a skill point in it. But in order to start doing advanced locks, now you first have to break into a couple beginner locks. Then it unlocks the ability to level up your lock picking using another skill point. So I love when a game forces you to use that ability. And once you've used it enough, you get to then unlock the next level of difficulty. So if you want to level up in lock picking, you can't just put four consecutive points. You have to actually do the challenges to unlock the next tier, which I think is great. It's like you're actually learning the skill, which I love that yes. system. Yeah. Yes. And it was cool too, because as you're doing the lock picking, if you are trying it out and you get one and then you're like, Oh wait, you know, I'm going to need that one later. There is like kind of a reset. You can go back one. And it costs you a lock pick, pick though. Yeah. It costs you. So it, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. It costs you a lost pick, lock pick, but then you can go back and you can try it again. But I love this. I, I you know, I, I played a million hours of Skyrim. I got really, really, really good at the lock picking system with Skyrim, but I honestly love this more because there's a little more to it. It's not just that kind of little click, click, click. So there's, there's a little thought involved. I, I wish, honestly, they didn't have that kind of reverse system. So if you just, you know, you crapped out, you crapped out. Too bad. Sorry. Oh, you don't, yeah. You don't. Oh, get, you want to go hardcore? Huh? Yeah, hardcore, man. <laughs> oh like if, man. If you if you if you don't look at what you got there and you don't I'll line reload. it up right, you know, <laughs> I just reload. That, yeah, I want to know what's go. in that safe, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. If you guys didn't know, as you switch between the key rings. As you move them, it saves your position. So you can click through all of them and line everything up before you actually engage any of That's them. That's what I do. So that way you, you you can kind of solve the whole thing. And that way you know you'll, you won't have to reverse back at all. But they do get progressively harder. Sometimes they take a while. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not easy at the harder levels, which I like because it's like this is a master lock. And I'm like, well, I'm a master lock picker. And then I spend 15 <laughs> minutes figuring out the puzzle. And then I'm like, okay, I got this. <laughs> the best was one time I started I started breaking into a guy's safe, but it was right next to him. He goes, he's like, 
hey, don't go in there. That's my safe. And I'm just like <laughs> playing this mini game for eight minutes trying to break it open. Oh, it's too funny. What, what about pickpocketing and stealing? Have you guys done much of that? Because like all Bethesda games, this does drive me a little crazy. You can loot every pencil, notepad, folder, piece of toilet paper, anything sitting around in the world. You can loot. You can steal to your heart's content. You can pickpocket. Have you guys done much of that? I have. Um, I haven't pickpocketed like everybody, but if I know like somebody's probably got a key or it's like the, you know, the mercenary captain or whatever, it's like, ah, he might he probably has something good on him. So let me see what he's got. So, you know, I'm not confessing to any crimes, but I may have, you know, dabbled in the arts a little bit. I, I've never stolen more in my life than I have accidentally <laughs> in Bethesda games. Like, yeah. I, I will go to click, oh, look, a sandwich, or oh, this or that, and I click and I just steal, I just take everything else, like around, because anything, like you said, anything that's there, you can take. So there's a million times where I'm just trying to get the one thing I need, a potion or or this or that, and I just take everything else, and I'm like, just clicking, just clicking, just clicking, and all of a sudden I have like four things in my inventory. So I, I haven't stolen anything in particular yet uh still getting used to the game but back you know in the old skyrim days i would steal quite a bit so for me i have not had any issues with contraband on my ship i have not tried carrying anything i i I did (laughs) hear if you (laughs) you're one of those i did hear if you ever steal a ship be very careful because a lot of times it'll have contraband and that's how people get caught because they'll steal a ship. They won't think about oh, it. That's funny. fly to a new area and then they'll scan you and you'll get caught. I, I did unlock pickpocketing earlier today just to test it. And I immediately just in the middle of broad daylight tried to pickpocket a guard just to see what would happen. He immediately <laughs> turned and said, that's against the law. And then I said, I won't put up a fight. So then he he arrested me and put me in jail and so it just like fast forwarded time. It said 500 XP has been deducted. I had to pay a $300 oh. fine. And then I walked out the front door and then I reloaded because I didn't want to lose the XP. But yeah. I did think that it's funny that you'll actually get arrested. Now, oh, is yeah. that is that new with the XP? Because I don't remember that happening before that you actually lose XP when you're arrested. Not that I remember, but you definitely oh, wow. do in this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't get caught. I may have been smuggling some 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 harvested organs. Okay, I, 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 you know, again, <laughs> oh, no. cannot confirm or deny this, um, but they're worth a lot of money. And I was like, Bathtub I need to go sell these things. <laughs> and I was like, they're not going to find them, you know. So I warp into the system, and they're like, we're scanning your ship, and I'm like, they're not going to find them. And then they were like, power down your ship. We see illegal contraband. And I was like, ah, busted man. Ship's full of kidneys. (laughs) So so, yes, I did get arrested, but, but like everything else in this game, you uh, getting arrested leads to like massive, massive quest lines, man. You know? So it's like, you kind of want to get arrested at some point though. That's kind of the whole point of everything in this game is you want to experiment. You want to see what happens because something will. Yeah, you just got to go test everything out, experience everything the game has to offer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's, yeah, we got a little bit of time for one last subject here, and then we'll take our last break. Inventory in this game, I will say, can be very frustrating. It sucks. (laughs) There are a lot of inventory systems between your ship and your person. Um, You are constantly getting encumbered. You cannot escape that. I have pumped a lot of points into i think they call it weightlifting so that way yeah, you can yep. carry more still end up encumbered all the time um my guy's so buff uh, yeah i'm shredded <laughs> shredded man because i have like six points in weightlifting at this point <laughs> and you're still encumbered yes <laughs> oh it's very hard and then you're like building outposts that gather mats and you got to worry about that being stored and like it's not easy to manage all these inventory systems and it still operates mostly like previous Bethesda games like fallout. It was always so hard to go in all these different menus. It's no different in Starfield. They definitely could have improved the inventory system. Dude, I hate this system. I'll be honest. (laughs) It's my major complaint about the game right now. I like I, I have FOMO. If I found this stuff, dude, if I found this rare element, it tells me this is a rare or or legendary crafting component. And I'm like, oh, I yeah. better hang on to that. 
you know, and then I'm encumbered all the time, all the time. And I, this is after hitting the gym for like 12 hours straight. Like I, it just, there's menus upon menus. I have to, you can go into your, the only way to manage this is to give your companions gear so that you're not constantly encumbered all the time, but they, they keep the gear you give them. I don't remember who's got what at this point, man. I'm going around yeah. patting people down like, who's got that armor, man? Who's got that armor? You know, and, it's just, and there's so many companions. Yes. They're all loaded yeah. up. There's Barrett. There's Sarah. There's Vasco. There's Andresia. There's Vladimir. Give me a storage chest. Just give me a chest in my ship where I can put everything and, and I'd be okay. But you can't. You can store it in your ship. But then if you're at a crafting station, it doesn't auto pull materials from your ship inventory. So then I'm like, I have 200 of those, but I'm not going back to my ship for that. You know, yeah, the inventory system sucks. And the first ship has really bad inventory. Storage, it can only yes. hold like 500 kilograms it's or whatever. It's like 450 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, 426 yeah, or a lot. something. Yeah, it's not a lot. Luckily, I finally got my second ship, and it holds 2,600. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, wow, amazing. I got plenty of space now. Yeah, but it is it is hard because you got to chase down all your companions and get your stuff back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you design this bad of an inventory system, and then the rest of your game is the way that it is, man. If our biggest complaints are map and inventory, I guess you can work around it. Oh, I was going to yeah, say that sure. the same way they designed the map. That's how yeah. they designed the inventory. <laughs> Which is they didn't. <laughs> they're like they were almost done they're like oh crap we gotta do a map and inventory system well here we go yeah just give it to the interns interns are freaking out (laughs) all right well let's go ahead and take our second break and then we'll be right back to finish up the show all right we are back this is my favorite question of the day and i think this is going to be the most fun thing to talk about what are some memorable moments or memorable quests that you have engaged on up to this point? Ryan, I want to hear about Grandma. Oh, you don't even know about Grandma. Ryan asked you us if even... we ran into Grandma and we said no. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to hear this. So I don't remember where, but I, I warped to some area and I ran into Grandma and I got a distress signal. Hey, can you help me? Come on down. You want dinner? And I'm like, well, let me see what this is all about. Worst case, I'll just jack this lady's ship. So I go in, I hop aboard, and I'm like looking for this grandma, and I can't see nobody. But I see uh, tikka masala and and beef stroganoff and all these like meals everywhere and all these food items, and I'm just taking everything in this ship. I'm walking up. I'm I go to the upper level. I climb up the ladder. I go up to the top where the deck is. Nothing, nothing. And then finally, I look over and I'm like, oh, this lady's on her bed. <laughs> the, the grandma was asleep, and it says her name is Grandma. And I'm like, okay. So so then I go and I, 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 you know, activate her. And, you know, just like any Bethesda game, she wakes up and stands up and starts talking to me immediately like she's been awake, you know, awake forever. And she's like, hey, honey, how you doing? You know, and she she gives me this backstory about how her husband died. And, and she's just exploring and her grandkids are worried. So I end up. You know, I give I end up giving her like a thousand credits because it was on the uh, it was on the the chat line. I'm like, you know, I took a lot of stuff out of this lady's ship already, <laughs> and so then I give her a thousand credits, and she goes, "Oh, we'll take whatever you need." And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I already took it all, lady. You know, <laughs> but there's but nothing she was left. A, yeah, she was. A, it was just one of those things that's such a weird interaction in this game, but it made me laugh, and I spent like twenty thirty minutes there. I was talking to her. I was I was walking around her ship, looking at stuff, reading things. It was it was so cool, and it was uh, just something that was just so different. So I was like, "Here's your credits. Um, be, have a safe travel." I got back in my ship and I left a lot fuller than when I got there, and and it was awesome. Oh, I was so ready for you to say someone's waiting to harvest your organs and the food is poisoned. <laughs> I did not expect this to end on a wholesome note. No, it was so good. It was a wholesome, awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome a grandma story. cruising around the galaxy trying yeah. to feed people, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's awesome. What they're going to do is they're going to there's going to be another grandma. And because everybody's going to hear this and tell their friends and family about the video. Imposter grandma. Yeah. And then there's going to be imposter <laughs> grandma and she's going to kill him. That's what's going to happen. (laughs) What about you, Josh? Anything memorable? Dude, 
a lot in this game is memorable for like i came across this and again completely random event i'm doing this quest i warp into this new solar this new, new planetary system and i get a hail from the planet and a hail from a ship at the same time and the planet's like hey can you help us there's this unknown ship in orbit we don't know what it is and it, we can't reach it and then i get hailed from the ship at the same time but it's all garble so then i'm like ooh well what's going on here so i fly up to the ship board the ship and it's a human colony that left Earth 200 years ago. They didn't know about interstellar travel at the time. So they've been flying for 200 years. They finally get to this planet where they're supposed to settle down and like maintain the human race. And there's like a the planet is a tourist paradise planet. <laughs> it's all built up and everything already. And it's like. They want you, they can't talk because the, the systems on the 200-year-old ship are so old that they can't communicate with anybody on the planet. So nobody knows what's going on. You go down to the planet, you're talking to those people, they're just CEOs, and they want you to blow up the ship so it won't be in oh, the no. way of when they take photos from <laughs> orbit of the this paradise planet. <laughs> Right, so, so so they're like, if it goes away, it's fine with us. And you're like, do you want me to blow this up? And they're like, no, 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 we would never say that. But if somebody messed with the thermal override on their reactors, it probably wouldn't end well. And you're like, oh, okay. So so it was just, it was really neat because it's like, how do I get around blowing the ship up? But I have to solve this problem. Well, eventually you can you can go and buy a new warp drive and have it like fitted to this really old ship, but it costs you like 25,000 credits, which is a Oof. lot of credits. So it's like, I, I seriously contemplate. I'm like, dude, if I blow all them up, who's going to know, <laughs> you know? And then I was like, I can't, I can't. So I spent all that money. Then you have to do this little mini quest to like, like retrofit the ship and everything. But to me that stood out because it's like, I could have made a really good decision or a really bad decision in this case. Like, I don't know how it would have turned out. I paid to do the right thing in this regard, but this just happened because I warped into some rando system, dude. Like to me, that's like, that's what you find in this game. Oh, there's a lot of stuff like that. Have, have you guys been hailed by a ship trying to reach you about your ship's extended warranty? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, I have really? not. Really? And I would shoot oh, them yes. down instantly. Dude, I will you blow can. that ship up. Can you? Oh, <laughs> oh you oh, absolutely can. They, they, they pull, you just, you enter a new system and a ship just hails you. And they're like, hello, sir or madam. We've been trying to reach you about your <laughs> ship's extended warranty, which has expired or is expiring soon. Would you like to hear more? And I said, yes. And then they said, it sounds like you want to hear more. And then I just kept listening to everything. <laughs> oh, my god. And then goodness, they tried. They try to sell you on a 100,000 credit extended warranty for your ship. And then finally, they're just like, attack. <laughs> and then you can just fight them. <laughs> but I thought that was so funny. Uh, and then also, Josh, you may have done this because I know you and I were doing a lot of missions for the Rangers. Have you run the Red Mile? The I, That was the other one I was going to mention. Yes, I absolutely did run okay. it. And that was such a cool little mission to just have in this game. I was like, they're not going to make me. And then they did. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to this bar. I think the bar might even be called the Red Mile. The and Red you Mile basically is, go yep. inside. Yeah. And, and you find out that basically they take runners. They will hire people. And they have to run on foot from the bar out in the freezing cold, you actually have to run pretty far distance, activate a beacon, and then make your way back. And the whole area is filled with dangerous wildlife that will come attack you. And basically, you have to earn favor with the person running the bar. And they basically say, the only way I'm going to give it to you is if you run the Red Mile yourself. And the game does such a good job building the anxiety and anticipation of it. it There's does, like. Yeah notes written this is your last chance turn back you finally take the elevator down to the bottom and it opens and there's already just dead bodies littering the ground and i was <laughs> like oh man how intense is this gonna be so i check my inventory i start popping all these drugs to give me like o2 regen <laughs> let me run faster my guy's taking all these you know substances and it actually wasn't all that hard i just sprinted past everything and yeah. then ran back but it was just still really funny where it kind of builds almost like almost like the movie Running Man, which we were just talking about yep. the other day. A little bit of shades of that. Die. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff like that that I just found so funny because as soon as you hear the the red mile, it's like, 
all right, it's just a matter of time. They're going to make me run it. And sure enough, you know, you do. I was so glad that they actually did too, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, like, Josh, you talked a big game about being a pirate and you were going to kill everybody. And then you went and you helped Dude, I have video game guilt. I I legitimately contemplated blowing that (laughs) ship up. But, you know, Ryan, you weren't in that ship meeting the people and talking to them and then realizing their backstory. Yeah. And and then, you know, like. (laughs) I can't kill all these poor innocent people. They've been traveling through space for 200 years needlessly. <laughs> oh, I, I think, man. I think the only other thing that I wanted to mention is that the game doesn't have a ton of humor, but when they do hit you with it, it can be quite funny. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's part of the main quest or if it's just random, but one time I went back to the lodge, which is your headquarters for constellation. And someone had reprogrammed Vasco just to mess with Barrett. So when Barrett would talk to him, he'd be like, Hey Vasco, can you uh, run some calculation? And he would go, well, of course, Mr. Muscles, let me get right on that. And he kept calling him like Mr. Handsome, Mr. Muscles. And I thought it was so funny. And finally Barrett's like, isolate any code that's been changed in the last 24 hours and like just to get rid of it but i just love little things like that where you just walk into a building you get to hear ambient stuff like this and it can be very funny at times well well that's what that's what bethesda does so well is they they put those little kind of things in the game like all throughout from beginning to the end like the little little kind of tweaks that that just get you to think and laugh and and you know yeah it's the perfect seasoning Honestly, because it's like you put too much in, you're going to ruin things, but just the right amount. And it, man, it just makes it so much better. Yeah. So uh, last major question here. What else do you guys want to cover? It can be anything positive or negative about the game. Anything that has stood out up to this point. I will say performance wise, it's okay. Um, I know that some people said they worried about performance. Is it buggy? You know, how buggy is it? It's a Bethesda game, all that stuff. I'm running at 4K, like pretty much ultra settings. I'm pulling about 40 frames a second, which is not great, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, if I drop a few things down, I'm getting right at like 60 frames a second in 4K. So I'm fine with that. I mean, it's not like it's that fast paced of a game. I really have not run into very many bugs. I mean, I get the odd, like if I'm changing gear, it's not updating my look or there's a couple graphical glitches here and there. Um, I had one crash like the very first time that I tried playing and I haven't had any since then. So overall, I I mean, it's in pretty good shape, you know, I mean, especially for a Bethesda game, but what I have encountered has not been that distracting, which is nice. Yeah. For a Bethesda game, I always say, let's give six months for the modders to take, you know, take a hold of it and then it'll be good. But for for from launch especially like early launch like we got um it's been good uh i had a couple like i had i recorded it i'll I'll probably send it to you guys but i had one where i was in an area and and uh, i threw a couple nades and then i look over at a computer chair and then there's like a food tray and it's just rattling along it it's just like (laughs) you know just sitting there just and i jumped up and i'm looking at it and i shoot it and i shoot it and it's still just rattling there and it's stuck and uh, there's a couple times where Sarah was out in the open with me in a, a horrible planet with no oxygen, and she had nothing on but no her helmet. space pack <laughs> and no helmet, no spacesuit, yeah. nothing. And she's running around shooting a gun. And so I, I took a screenshot of that and sent it to you guys. So just a couple little things. Those are totally minor. Didn't take away from the game for yeah. me at all. But like, you know, just things that the modders will fix, you know. Per the per the usual, <laughs> I've definitely run into the same thing, Ryan. I'll be running yeah. on the moon, and all of a sudden I'll turn around, and Barrett is just running around <laughs> in street clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay. just cruising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. I, I will say one thing, and and, and this is not—it's going to sound negative about Starfield, and I, I don't mean it to, but one thing that Starfield does not have that some other RPG or open worlds do have is uh starfield has a lack of clever interactions between characters and this is like where you really see larian studios shine whether it's baldur's gate 3 or dos 2 or you even see this in like red dead redemption 2 if you bring a certain character into a certain context 
there will be changed dialogue and things that change. And this game does do it sometimes, but there are times when you think it would and it doesn't. So like when I first met Vladimir, he's so worried about Andresia and I went and I rescued her. And now you have to go back to the eye. And I brought her with me because I thought, oh, Vladimir is going to be so happy to see her. Doesn't care. He doesn't address her. It doesn't matter at all. I took Sarah to meet my parents. Never once did they talk to one another. She's just standing around awkwardly in the corner while I'm catching up with my parents. And I thought that was kind of a little bit disappointing because it just would have been so cool to have it. It's not necessary. The only time I did have it, it actually was really neat. I took Barrett with me to a ship that serves as a hospital. And it turns out that the ranger on duty says, hey, I remember you. Didn't I bust you for smuggling 20 years ago? And Barrett says, yes, and you let me go. And that's when I changed my whole life and I left that behind. And I thought that was really neat, where if I had taken a different companion, I would have missed out on all that dialogue. So there is some stuff like that in there. I just I do wish there was a little bit more because Larian in particular really knocks that out of the park. Yeah, they raise the bar on that for sure. I, I, I get you on that. I mean, the people do talk and interact, but sometimes it just feels kind of like dull or lifeless or like it's not super on point or something. But then there are times like it's like mm-hmm. I didn't bring Barrett with me on that mission. And so I didn't get any of that because I had somebody else different with me. So that is really cool that like these little things can happen just depending on some of the choices you randomly make at the same time. Yeah, pretty neat. Uh, Just a couple last things while we wrap up the show here. We did just a couple days ago predict what we thought the Metacritic score would be. Josh and I both... Josh and I both wanted to guess 89, but since Josh said that first, I bumped it up to 80 or uh, up to 90. Ryan said 91. Turns out it's an 88. So we were we were very close, all three of us, in guessing where it would be. Um, very, very good game. And then do you guys think it's worth the $70 price tag? Yes. Yeah, I do for sure. I mean, I'm 30 hours in and I legitimately feel like I'm still doing like the introductory missions to the game. Yep. Which I know Mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but that's the way I feel, you know? So it's kind of like, I'm sure it's a Bethesda game. I'm sure there's going to be another cool moment that is going to happen or big reveal or something like that. I mentioned that earlier in the show, but yeah, I mean, I can't imagine you're not getting your money's worth for this. I mean, if you have Xbox, you can get this on game pass as well. So then, I mean, that's even better, but it's easily worth the $70 price tag. Yeah, I mean totally 70, agree. 70 bucks. I I you know, I'm the same. I got 30 hours in already. And every area I went to, I'm like trying to okay, I I got to get far enough for the pod. I got I got to get far enough to where we can record and I know something. And I still kept feeling like I didn't know enough. Like yeah. The, yeah. The, the, <laughs> as as far as I went, I feel like oh my gosh, this is even more, even more, even more. So there's so much that I haven't even experienced 30 hours in, you know, for 70 bucks, that's a no brainer. Just get it. I mean, there are still videos that come out now where people discover stuff in red dead Two that they didn't know. It's going to be like that with Starfield. There are going to be videos still releasing five years from now of people, you know, discovering new weird interactions between characters and posting it online i have no doubt i feel like i already got my 70 well in our case we paid the full hundred i feel like i already got my money's worth and i'm gonna i'm gonna play it a lot more i 100 percent agree we did pay so that we could play the game and have this ready for the listeners and it's like i it was well worth that amount of money you know (laughs) it was worth our listeners money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean let's be honest thank you everybody <laughs> yeah. but yeah yes. I, I mean but yeah i i mean i if if somebody asked me is this game worth 100 bucks at this point i'd be like yeah it is do you guys think it'll be nominated for game of the year at the game awards i don't yes i don't think win. so yeah okay yeah so. i think it'll be nominated I, think it I do not think it will win yeah i don't think it'll win but i think it'll be in that third place I think a lot of people will expect Baldur's Gate 3 or Tears of the Kingdom, but I think Starfield will be nominated, but I I don't see it winning. Just because, like, Baldur's Gate 3 is kind of an all-timer. I think Baldur's Gate 3 has changed the future of RPGs, and I think Tears of the Kingdom has changed open-world games moving forward. I don't know that Starfield will necessarily change 
gaming as we know it, despite being a fantastic experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just, it's not innovating anything. It's just really finely honing everything that's kind of already been done. Yes, yes. Like like Apple, you know, taking stuff that's already out there, packaging it together, making it look nice. You mean just, you know, know, doing what others can't and putting it into a perfect package, Paul? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, borrow, okay. borrow <laughs> slash steal borrow, from others. Take it all, <laughs> make it overpriced. Put it in a and fancy box. Like, get it for people to just buy for no reason other than clout. <laughs> there it is. Clout. All right. Well, this was so much fun to record. I mean, thank you, Bethesda, for giving us a launch that was not Fallout 76. Yo, we were finally able to rinse that bad taste out of our mouth. Right, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. Thank. Yeah, I was. I would have lost it if this wound up being like Fallout 76, man. Oh, I would have been so sad. I just I would have been I, I wouldn't have been mad. I just would have been so sad and disappointed. All right. Well, thank you so much to all of our listeners. As a reminder, make sure to swing by MultiplayerSquad.com to check out support options. Starts at five bucks a month. And then our next episode will be on Thursday when we break down recent gaming news. Um, Just want to say thank you once again to everyone. Hope you all enjoy Starfield. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See everybody.